passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil that beach bod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene product. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And maybe you've grown some winter man tits. At least you can make them hairless. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off in free shipping with my promo code Bubba. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pants, doesn't matter. This is the best trimmer on the market. Inside the Performance Package, you're going to find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and Moisturizer. Because we all know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Nobody likes nose hairs, so their package comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 as well. You're also going to get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, about a $39 value, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. And if you're wearing sandals, you're going to need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. Having the right tools for grooming is a essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at manscaped.com. Promo code Bubba. Hello. Welcome to the program. On a Hummel show. Just my crazy ramblings. And those listening, those who would like to call in, 81390Bubba. I'll be here for about an hour. We'll see. Might go a little shorter, might go a little longer, depending on how I'm feeling, listener interaction. All the great things. Happy Friday. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, big weekend full of lots of fun things to do. I want to get this out of the way. Um, Tease needs a plus one to the Fiesta St. Pete deal. So if you are available and you would like to attend, because these things are they're fun, but you know, if you have to go by yourself, it's not really much of a fiesta, not much of a party. And then you're kind of like just walking around, searching around. It's just nice to have somebody there to kind of hang out with. So um, I, I, I think uh, there were a few people online that couldn't go. So if you are Bubba Army and you're watching me and this right now, please contact Tease. Um, Tease, let me know if I can send out your email. I don't want to like uh, low-key dox you. I know I'm, I'm not giving out your address or anything, but 
you know, some people don't want to be contacted. But if you are, um, if you're Bubba Army and you live in the St. Pete area and you want to go to a block party tonight, it's at the Avenue slash Parks and Rec in downtown St. Petersburg starting at 4 p.m. And you will have the upgraded admission tickets. $60 value, VIP 10 with a bathroom and a, I don't know if you get a private bar, but I definitely think there's a drink package. There's going to be hot chicks dancing, stilt walkers, a mariachi band that hopefully won't be too loud um, because I don't want to talk shit about mariachi bands, but they're kind of the worst. Um, no volume control. And I also don't really like, uh, I'm, mm, mm. it's hard to say, like, if I can say I don't like something of someone else's culture without being called racist, do I take, now I'm doing the like cost benefit analysis. Can I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, um, I hate mariachi bands. I, I, I loathe them. I don't like the way that they sound and I feel like they don't have good volume control. Um, I've never liked them. It's nice. This is where I like mariachi bands, where I am moving and they are still. So if I'm on the street and I see some mariachi street performers, I can, you know, I'm coming up to them. I see them. I appreciate them for the value that they they bring to the community. And then I like the, the sound fading as I walk away. Um, mariachi bands put a real bad taste in my mouth when I went to a wedding about just about a year ago, just about a year ago. I hope the couple isn't watching. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, but it was it was a beautiful, cute little wedding. Low key, low key as fuck. Uh, it was a, a pizza was the dinner, which I liked. It was just a I saw probably about a hundred boxes of pizza, and that was dinner with some salad. It was it was pretty cool. It was just low key, um, hang sort of deal. But there was a mariachi band that was way too loud. And I was talking to people that were right in front of me, and we were screaming at each other. Because like, I'm like, shut the fuck up, God. So, um, yeah, I like it. It's fun when they they come out and maybe sing like Happy Birthday to you at like a Mexican restaurant. That's cool. But beyond that, it's just I want you in the background. But other than that, um, I'm very excited for this party tonight. I'll be there. I'll be in attendance. So, Tease, if you're in the chat, and I imagine that you are, um, connect with Tease. Be the plus one. I know that there's a few Bubba Army people that won tickets and will be in attendance. And for those that wanted to go in and didn't win tickets, tickets are still available, folks. So you can definitely buy them on, a, I think it's Eventbrite. Don't, it's just Fiesta St. Pete block party. Just look that shit up. You'll see the different levels available. Um, I will be there. I'll be in attendance with my spouse, Blitz. Um, and I hope to see you guys there because it's going to be a good time. And um, I'm ready to revisit Cinco de Mayo because Cinco de Mayo, like most amateur hours, I've, I've, I almost felt like I graduated from but like didn't want to because I like the idea of Cinco de Mayo. I mean, fuck. It's just I like parties. I like tacos. Not so much tequila, had a bad experience, but we'll tolerate, you know, a tequila drink or shot maybe. And it's it's May, the greatest month that ever was. So it's, it, and it's, you know, kind of like a, you know, low-key kickstart to, you know, 
my birthday thing. So I'm I'm excited about it. It's 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 fun. But unfortunately, other people have have ruined it for me because it's it's an amateur hour. It's like a St. Paddy's Day. It's like a New Year's Eve. It's one of those deals where people that don't drink ever or go out ever decide today's the day and then they get crazy they cannot handle their liquor and it's just really congested so um but I want to revisit this I want to try to you know get back in the scene see if I still got it probably don't but I'm gonna see if I still got it but what's cool about this is that it's not like a private party but it's just not open to anybody and everybody. You have to buy tickets, which I like because that kind of eliminates some of the riffraff. And then if you've got the upgraded tickets, obviously even more, you know, um, segregated, if I can use that word, from the riffraff, from the peasants. And you can hang out in the VIP tent with myself, Blitz, maybe a few other Bubba Army people. So it's going to be a good time. Again, the festivities start at 4 p.m., Till 11 p.m. and um, yes, Tease is in uh, in chat right now, so please connect with her. I don't know if there's a private messaging or if she feels comfortable uh, giving out her email, then that is uh, her prerogative. So thank you very much. 81390Bubba. Big changes happening in my life, which is always cool. I like, I like when things change. Because it's exciting, even if it's not even going in the right direction. It just makes you feel like you're living life. But this is a good thing that's happening. And um, not that we, Blitz and I, closed on a house or anything, but I will have a, I will, all I'm going to say is I'm going to have a house in the burbs in Pinellas County. Okay. I'm going to keep it really vague. Um, I saw the house on Wednesday. It's adorable. It's a three, two, plenty of room for two people. And it's just, um, it's the next chapter, I guess. I've been living with roommates my entire life. I've never actually lived alone. And not because I was scared, it's just money. Come on. I'm cheap and I am and was poor. And it's, I'm not certainly not rich. I'm doing much better than I, than I have been in the past. But uh, this is definitely a... Um, a different chapter, a new chapter. I feel like an adult, and that is weird, and that scares me because I'm so used to just living with, you know, even Reagan at the beginning was a miscellaneous roommate. I did not know who she was prior to living with her. So, it, I mean, it worked out incredibly well. I can't believe we've been living together for six years. I can't believe I've been in that neighborhood for over seven It's all I've ever known living in Florida. So I moved to Florida, as you guys know my story. From the great, great city, JK, of Detroit. Moved my ass down here with my father. Moved into this apartment complex. Left for three months to try to get a deal. Got robbed twice. Went back to the original apartment complex. And I've been there for, let's just say, minus three months. About, maybe minus four months. I've been there for seven years. So it's all I've really ever known. Um, It's been my home base the whole time. I selected that apartment complex because it was the most affordable and it was very, very, very close to the Cox building. I'll just say that much. So I was able to uh, get to work in about four minutes and I was like, awesome. And it just so happened to be like a great, 
a great place in terms of location and that it's just it's close to the 275 it's not too far from downtown uh st pete it's not too far from downtown tampa like it's just a very central hub um right i'll just say around gandy and forth if you're familiar with the area so that is just it's north st pete you cross the bridge you're in tampa 10 minutes south you're in downtown st pete you can go for a run and vinoy park my favorite place my happy place so i am a little sad that i am leaving st pete but then I mean, I really wasn't utilizing all the things I I once did, you know. I used to be downtown almost every weekend, just partying it up, being a drunk bitch, doing that sort of thing. And then um, it it started with COVID and, like, stayed with, with being in a relationship, I think, which is fine. Um, but COVID kind of put a damper on, on the going out scene for me and pretty much everybody else on the planet. And then it just, it just changed. I just didn't want to go back to doing that. Um, I like, uh, getting up early on a Saturday. Well, that's a lie, but I like getting up and not being hungover, going to the gym and not having, doing stuff during the day. I like that with with age and maturity, I've kind of changed from a night person to a day person. I think that makes me um, more productive and just happier overall instead of just like living for the evening. Because I think I lived for the evening for about 14 years of my life, probably from about 18 to 32. I would just live for the weekend evenings because that was that was the pinnacle of my life. Even if it was like a beautiful day out, I would just like stay sleep in all day, you know, go to the gym, kind of just staying inside all day. But then night would fall and it was like, let's fucking get wasted. And don't get me wrong. That was a lot of fun. Um, and in many ways, I miss I miss like loving it as much as I did. I don't know if anybody else is experiencing this. Not that it's like a problem, but it's just kind of something you go, huh, that's different. Um, people that used to go out a lot like myself, clubbers, people that would bar hop and stuff. Um, all of a sudden the magic is gone or severely reduced. And that is makes me sad because there's like very few things that I like really, 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 really like look forward to and enjoy. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like sports, so it's not like, woo, can't wait to go to the game. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Um, I don't know. I don't really, oh, Bright Farm, Jones Island, 1999. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, very few things that I I truly, truly enjoy doing and look forward to as much as I did as going out. And I loved the, quote, risk of going out. I mean, there were some things I did that were not smart. Not smart, but very fun, and thankfully everything t- always turned out okay. You know, you, you think I see, I read horror stories of wrong place, wrong time stuff where you know girls were raped, and it's not like I was ever like going home with a guy I didn't know, and I was blacked out or anything like that. But yeah, there was a uh, probably my dumbest moment, and I don't even know if my parents know about this. Um, sometimes they listen to the show, so sorry in advance, mom and dad. Happy Mother's Day. There was um, a situation in Miami 10 years ago when I was there. I was the first. No, it was the second time I went to Florida. I was. Imagine going from Detroit to Miami. I mean, I 
I was like, I got to get back here. I remember thinking that and saying, I'm like, I have got to get, this is my next move. And then I ended up moving to Tampa, you know, three years later. So, I mean, not far off, pretty close. But there was, um, there was a, I went for a conference, for grad school conference. It was called HBES, Human Behavior Evolutionary Sciences. And this was my ride or die moment. This was the moment I was going to make a decision on my career because I was feeling very uninspired in grad school. I was feeling very bored. And I think maybe I had already started working at the local um, Oakland University. And Oakland University is not like Michigan or Michigan State. It is a kind of, it's a rinky-dink, but it's like, whatever, it's cute. It's cute. It's like cute little school. So they had a radio department there or media department. They had like a local radio station. So I started working there out of boredom, really trying something new because I was just like, this grad school is kicking my ass. Not because it was so hard or anything like that. I was used to a, a rigorous schedule in my undergrad and, and high school was even harder, which I know sounds insane, but just the workload that they gave us was crazy. But um, I just couldn't get into the rhythm. Like I was Stella and I lost my groove and I could not get it back. And I think it was because I took three years off. I gallivanted around Southeast Asia and Australia and to... To be experiencing life on that level and then to go into a dark, dungy classroom again, being forced to listen to lectures I didn't want to and take like, I was taking the statistics class and it was twice a week and I think it was like two or three hours each time. I mean, just absolute like mind-numbingly boring shit. So, and stuff I didn't want to learn. I, I mean, I care about statistics, but not that. I don't, I don't need to learn how to do linear regression. I don't care. Uh, please stop. I don't want, I want to, I don't want to hear it. So I was so fucking bored. Um, and I go to Miami and this is the ride. This is the moment where I'm like, okay, if I go to this conference, I remember telling myself, if I go to this conference and I'm still uninspired, like I thought I was going to get some sort of. I was going to be ignited to want to produce knowledge and acquire data and do all the things because the behind the scenes shit of academia, at least for me, was boring as hell. Like you, you read an article and you go, oh, interesting. You read the abstract, the conclusion, the measure, the methods, et cetera. Then you go, okay, interesting. To produce that is like, it could be 10 years in the making. It could be 30 years in the making for one paper. So what people do is they like to latch on to other people's work and maybe do a little help here and there so they could be like an et al, you know, and you get your name in there. And it, it's just most of it's just data crunching and, and, and data input and it's fucking boring. So even if the the outcome is somewhat interesting, number one, your your methods are probably flawed because you got just a bunch of college students between the ages of 18 and 22. So you're like, oh, speaking for all males between this age, it's like you, it was 20 people. Like, that's not everybody. Um, you're limited with, obviously, your resources, so you can't really get a huge sample size. The demo- age demographic is usually very limited. So even when you do acquire knowledge and you publish and you find a, quote, significant result, you read through the methods and it's like, okay, this was like they use 16... 20 year old guys like is that really telling me something about all men and then they all happen to be of the same you know ethnic background it's just whatever so I was like man this sucks 
Let me go to HBES and see if I'm um, reignited with energy and want to produce data. And I went and I'm like, fuck this. I remember during one of the lectures, I discovered what Tinder was. I was sitting with an old friend that I had I had known in undergrad, and she ended up in uh, the University of Miami. She was real serious about it. And I think that they had, like, they had a big fucking name. I don't know if it was Noam Chomsky or some, it was some, like, keynote speaker. Whoever did the study on the Yanomamo, I think it was Noam Chomsky. I think I'm saying his name wrong. But whatever. He was, like, a cultural anthropologist. I could be totally making up this. I'm sorry. I don't remember who it was because it was so unimportant to me. Um, And he was the keynote speaker, and I'm sitting and watching, trying to feel, like, that divine feeling of, like, oh, my God, I want to want to be that and i'm sitting with my friend leanna and she's like have you heard she's like look at this guy i met i'm like what? and we're just like sitting chatting during this guy's speech and there's like a few hundred people there so it's maybe like 500 people so it's not like a small you know he can't hear us we're in the back behind a pillar like i'm trying to hide uh and she's like oh look at this guy i met i'm like god damn like where'd you meet that guy she's like tinder it's like What's Tinder? So she's showing me Tinder during this guy's speech. And I couldn't be less interested in the bullshit he was telling us. And I was so interested. I'm like, so you can just swipe through men? Like, the concept, I'd never seen this concept of swiping and people and connecting. And I'm like, this is a dream, especially as someone who, um, when you're in a new city and you don't really know a lot of people. And you can't be like, hey, hook me up with your friend. I have no friends. I don't, I don't know anybody. So I remember she showed me that. And I'm like, this is going to be a game changer. So we ended up going out with this guy that she met and some of his friends um, to this club. Like it was it was it was it was like scandalous. I'm like, I can't believe we're meeting a stranger. And again, I went with a group of girls and, and she met her dude and he brought some of his guy friends. So it was kind of like fun in that way. And I remember I went to a club and I lost my phone and I and I just gotten a new and it was my first smartphone and I lost it probably two weeks after I got it and I was so proud of it because I'm like oh man look at this new phone I got da 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 and um it was just gone and I honestly have no idea what happened to this day I could have thrown it against the wall could have been stolen out of my bag all I know is when I got back to my place it was not there anyways so the uh the following night I go out again with my with my good friend from San Diego who came out to visit. Shows you how serious I was about this fucking conference. I was like, man, this conference is really cock blocking me going out on South Beach. So every night I would like go to maybe a lecture or two and, you know, get the free food or what, not the free food, but, you know, whatever the food they provided. And then I would go back to my, I think we we're staying in a hostel because we were poor. And um, I invited my friend from San Diego to come out and, like, party with me in, in the evenings. And she did. So I remember my final night there, we go to Nikki on Nikki's on the beach. I don't even know if that's still a thing. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki Club. I don't know. Um, and I remember we ran into, I was, it, it was a, a dichotomy of sorts. It was a paradox, if you will, where I saw, like, this. Hispanic man, short Hispanic man, and he had just the the biggest. Uh, we I call it a Megan David, but it's a star of David, you know, um, 
kind of uh, sig- signaling that he is a, a Jew. And it just looked weird because I'd like never seen, like a, in my estimation, like a short Cuban man with a giant Star of David chain, like a Rick Ross type chain. Um, so, you know, I go up. I'm not even a- attracted to the guy, but I'm I'm just curious. I'm like... Nah, I was like, nice chain, buddy. Like, that's freaking awesome. So we start talking, this, that, the other. Um, and uh, at some point, he, you know, he's a local, and I see he has like he's sitting at a table and he has like a helmet under the table, and I'm like, oh shit. So I like, you know, it, not that I was like really flirting, but I was like just drunk, being silly. So I like, grab the helmet. I'm like dancing around like Dead Mouse, like Marshmallow kind of thing. I'm not running away with it. I'm just you know being a silly, silly goose. And um, he's like, "Do you want to go on a ride?" And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'll take you on my motorcycle." I, I, I to this day I cannot believe I fucking did it without a phone. So um. He goes, yeah, me and my buddy are here. We we rode here on our motorcycles. I'm like, no fucking way. He's like, yeah. He's like, do you want you want me to ride you around the city? You know, and 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 at this point, it's probably getting close to one, two a.m. Like we'd been there for a few hours. You know, I'm feeling comfortable enough. He's, and again, that's not enough to say you should do it. But I have pretty good intuition, so. I had lost my friend at that point. I went with my girlfriend from San Diego. We'll call her Diana. I lost Diana. I don't know where Diana is. And um, I find her upstairs, and she's talking to some, like, tiny little El Salvadorian who God only knows. who he, I don't know. He was, a, you know, Hispanic of some sort. And she's dancing, like, like Latin dancing with him, and I'm, like, breaking the shit. I'm like, listen, bitch. I'm like, come here. And then he talked to you. I'm like, hey, can can you ditch this little fucker? Because we got two guys downstairs that are going to take us on a motorcycle ride through the city. And I really want to go. And I don't think it's safe if I go and you don't go. So you got to come with me because this guy's got a friend who's also got a motorcycle. And guess what this little guy doesn't have that you're dancing with? A fucking motorcycle. So let's go. And she said, uh, no. She's like, no, I'm not going. I'm staying with this guy. I'm like, God damn it. All right, so um, uh, we're the club's closing, and he's like, "Do you want to go on this motorcycle ride?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "But I don't even got a fucking phone." And my friend is there with her dude, and there are these two dudes with the, the Hispanic with the McGinn David, whatever Jew Jew gang, and um. I go, I really fucking, and I like looked at them. I'm like, I really, really want to go on this motorcycle ride. And not even because I wanted it to hook up. And again, this is stupid. You shouldn't be doing this. You know, stranger, danger, motorcycle ride. He could be taking you to your death. Like, so, but I fucking really wanted to go. And I was kind of, um, I feel like the, the spirit of Miami, uh, you know, possessed me, much like Vegas. You do think, you're like, ah, why am I doing, I, don't, I would never do this. What's going on? Where am I? That sort of feeling. So I was like, all right, I, I, I got to do it. I'm young and let's get crazy. I would not recommend. And I'm very lucky things turned out okay. Um, but my friend said, no, I'm going home with this guy. I'm going to go, uh, Diana was like, I'm going to go hook up with El Salvadorian dude. I'm like, fuck. So I looked at um, my two, you know, uh, Hispanic gentlemen and I just said like, I cannot believe I said that. I was like, can you, 
I need you to pinky promise you're not going to rape and kill me. That what in my mind, I was like, this is locked in and I'm safe. I go, can you pinky promise that you're not going to fucking rape me or kill me? Because I know it's dumb. Like, that's the thing. I wasn't naive. That's even worse. Is If I was naive, it would at least be like, oh, she's just naive. It's like, no, no, no. I was fully aware of the potential consequences and I did it anyways. Like that I arguably is worse because I was smart enough to know and still made a dumb decision. So he pinky promised me in front of, you know, the five of us, like my friend and the other guy. And I'm like, she's not going. So I like, please, I, I don't even have a phone. I'd lost the, my phone the night before. So, um, yeah, he's like, I pinky promise. I'm not going to rape and kill you. I'm like, sweet, let's go. So he took me on this fucking, ama- it was one of the most amazing things ever. I'm on the back of this motorcycle, this fucking stranger, and he's taking me around Miami at like three in the morning, which was f- insane. Amazing. Because it's like, a, it was a beautiful night, clear skies, not raining. And he took me probably for about 45, 50, maybe even an hour of just all over the city and going 80 miles. Like, it was absolutely insane and so cool. And then he dropped me off at my, like, hostel and everything was fine. And I was so goddamn lucky that it didn't turn out bad. But um, I'm sure we've all done crazy things like that, right? Sorry, Mom and Dad, because I did know better and I and I chose to, to be dumb anyways. And that's probably one of my—it's it's weird because it's one of my, like, favorite memories because it was so much fun and it was high risk, high reward. But looking back, like, I wouldn't have done it because— I'm like, eh, because I could have been raped and killed that night. And I I didn't have any method of calling anybody. Like, it's so absolutely goddamn dumb. All I had, I remember all I had on me was just like, I think, my debit card and my ID. If even that. And I'm like, well, I don't need it. I'm just going on a bike ride. But I'm like, well, if they find my body, at least they'll know who I am. But very dumb. It wasn't even like a drunken, I didn't remember blacked out. It was... It was intentional, but I I just wanted that adventure. I was so hungry for adventure because Michi. This is all this is all Detroit's fault because I was so fucking bored in Detroit that I was very hungry for adventure when I went to Miami for that week, and I just wanted a party and do crazy things. And I did do crazy things, and I am so grateful to the power. What I'm just I was lucky, very fortunate that nothing happened, but it was. So goddamn fun. Holy shit. So anyways, long story long, after that conference, I'm like, this is not the fit for me. And I ended up going home for a little bit that summer. And I remember just like calling one of my friends and crying on the phone going, I I do not know what I'm going to do with my life. I had a plan in my head and that was to become a researcher and do the academia thing and stay in school forever so I could be a forever student, blah, blah, blah. And I'm crying to her because I'm 26 and I I now have to start from zero because I don't know what I'm doing. I cannot do that. It's eating away at my soul. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't know what to do. So, um, I, and I told my friend, my friend that lives in Australia right now. I remember talking to her on my grandmother's bed. My grandmother, who is now deceased, it was at her house on her bed. I remember having this conversation, just in tears, going, "What am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do." Um, so I was like, "Do I even go back to Michigan? What's the fucking point?" 
But I'm like, you know what? I started doing this radio thing. I kind of wanted to see where it goes. Let me see if I can get an internship and and go from there. And so I returned to Michigan, which was really weird to return for the second year, knowing full well that you were not going to pursue anything in what you're studying. You're just there wasting money, wasting people's time. But honestly, that's what I do best. So, yeah, I went back, got that internship, started at WRIF, RIF, Greater Media Detroit Company, and um, started podcasting, started doing the damn thing, and here we are. So, it all worked out, I think, just fine, but it is kind of crazy to look back and say, wow, I've done some dumb shit. Now, I'm a lot more measured now which is good. But every once in a while, I like to get crazy. And that's kind of what I what I like the most about brunch because that's where me and all and all the other girls at brunch are married. It's all a bunch of married bitches. I'm, I'm the baby, which I also like because I'll be like, oh, my God, I feel so old. And then the woman to my left is about to be 53. And she's like, shut the fuck up. You're a baby. And I go, man, it's like, oh, the best. It's just it's the best. So we really get crazy at brunch, and that's kind of like how I let out my party angst. But it's it's very much, I wouldn't even say subdued. It's pretty much just like gone. But nevertheless, tonight, in full effect, I'll be there. Um, and then tomorrow, very exciting, I got a coupon. That, that right there should tell you how excited I am. I got a coupon uh, for a free, it's called a Sika scan. I don't know if anybody's familiar with this. S-C-S-E-C-A. And um, I saw a coupon at uh, a Crunch Fitness Facilite where, you know, people who work elsewhere, like they'll leave coupons and stuff. So you just pick them up in the bathroom. And so I picked it up. I saw what it was. I'm like, let me give it, let me call, see, you know, get the bullshit detector out, what kind of services they're offering. Obviously, they're going to try to sell me some shit. But it's like, um... It's not a DEXA scan, but it's something that, you know, does body composition bullshit. You guys know what I'm all about. I'm trying to learn about myself, especially at my advanced age. I should probably know what's going on because I do not have my priorities straight. As much as I, you know, we're all walking contradictions on on some level. And for me, you know, I tout, I say all these things about health and fitness and then what do I do? When I have a choice to either buy um, a, a blood test, essentially, to get a full blood panel of, you know, the triglycerides and the insulin and the female hormones and things that will be very helpful and useful to me throughout my life because it'll give me a baseline because I have zero baseline right now. Um, I had the choice to purchase that test or get DJ equipment. So... DJ Hump's house had to happen. So, of course, I prioritized that, uh, which is weird because that is antithetical to what I'm all about. But I'm like, you know what? I don't even feel bad. So, you know, do I really need this test now? So I put it off. So that was back in September. Now it's May and I should probably get that fucking test. So that is going to be my birthday present to myself is to get some blood work done because I have zero information about what is going on inside of me. Um, judging on how I, my energy levels and just how I feel generally speaking, I think I'm doing a pretty damn good job. Not going to lie. I do know my blood pressure and my uh, beats per minute because of the free 
um, little contraptions at either Sam's Club or or Publix. But other than that, I really don't. I really don't know what's going on. So that is that is the next thing that I'm going to tackle. And so this scan will give me some information. I don't know if it, I don't think it's it's not medical grade. I don't. It's not like a DEXA scan like that accurate, but it's pretty accurate. So and it's also free. It's free ninety nine, and that is the price that I like to pay. I can't even enjoy. I don't know if other people are like this. I cannot even enjoy anything, any experience, whether it be a hotel room, a meal, a outfit. If I know that I overpaid and I could have got it for cheaper, but it wasn't whatever as cool or I, I, I fucked up and got it outside of the window of discount, I can't even enjoy that experience because I go, God damn it, I could have got it for cheaper. So um, that's how I feel. I wonder if other people feel the same way, 813 813- 90 Bubba, this person has been on hold for a long time. And I apologize because you guys know I, I ramble. That's what this whole show is about. Hello, who's this? Hi, on a low data Willie guy here in Michigan. What's up? I'm sorry I was talking shit about your home state, but it sucks. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. just really Detroit, buddy. It's not the whole state. Yeah. yeah, I'm three hours from Detroit. I hear you. You're right. Where are you? You're right. You said? Uh, the Thumb. Right. The uh, Thumb. Fort Austin. Don't know. Real yeah. Straight north of Detroit. Got Hold it. Your left hand. Okay. Hold your left hand up. Yeah. Thumbnail. Middle of the thumbnail. Okay. Yep. Middle right of the thumbnail. The oh, okay. Got you. All right. I got you. Yep. Yep. That was the so, thing people in Michigan would do. I live right here, and they should give you the mitten. But anyways, go okay. ahead, sir. I won't say what Florida is, but you could probably figure it out, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I could figure it out. All right. So, so I called last week. Uh, Bubba got kind of kind of upset, you know, when I was talking about, you know, the data and trying to get the uh, morning show on a podcast rerun. Yes. And, and uh, so, so me and a lot of people, we obviously found uh, him on Sirius back in the day. Right. So a lot of us listen to um, him on our phones now. I know Kick and Rumble is probably great. <laughs> On a computer with good internet, right? But when you're when you're traveling on your phone, yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but like Twitch was fine even with low or no internet when right. you had the uh, video off. But with Kick and Rumble, it just seems like it requires more internet. You'll go ten, fifteen, twenty minutes at a time. Yeah, where there where there's no internet, and I know he's trying to say send everybody to the. Uh, Bubba Army, um, not the app, but the uh, subscription deal. But can you can you do the subscription on your phone, or is that only a computer, or you don't know? I don't know, buddy. The, I just talk on the radio. I'm not yeah. anything behind the scenes. I post the podcast. I do the talking. Uh, sometimes I take out the trash. Like that, those are my roles at the beer end. So anything engineering wise. Um, even Lummy would be, and I'm sorry to pass the buck to Lummy, but even Lummy would know better. Uh, Rhett would know yeah, more, I, and then obviously Mini Mach. Um, not that yeah, you guys have contact I, with him, but I, I don't know what yeah, to tell you, sir. I'm, I'm just kind of the messenger. I just, I just talk. Okay. So I tried to call Lummy Wednesday on his. Yeah, he's probably ignoring you because he's probably getting a lot of those calls. I don't know what to tell yeah, you, buddy. He, he, yeah, he got mad. I mean, I know, I know you guys are in a transition, and I'm not, I'm not blaming it on you guys. I think it's more the platforms, the apps, yeah. and everything. I just uh, don't think Kick time. and Rumble are as sophisticated. Yeah. As I understand, sir, but it's it's not like we just made that decision 
for no reason. Uh, yep, and I, you know, right? I totally understand. You know, if it's we're so- constantly getting off, kicked off of uh, of Twitch because of the the content that we're Correct. talking about. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter how great the signal is if we're banned. So I, I do apologize right. on behalf of the operation, but you know I'm really just the front desk person here, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. So yeah, I, I, yep. I think if okay. I know Bubble is trying to push the podcast, we got lots know, of calls. So I gotta have a good thank day. You. Thank you. Get, you're, you're funny. Thanks. Thank you. I don't have any calls. I, just, I don't know what to tell you. I just. I, I don't know how many times I've tell you that I just I don't know what's going on, and then you reiterate that it, it's not good. I I'm sorry, I am so sorry. But thank you for calling and thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Eight one three ninety Bubba. If you would like to call in, um, I should also probably tell you that I will be uh, heading to the hellscape of New York City in a week and a half. Um, my friend, I always have to think of aliases for all these people because they don't want to be exposed. Can't blame them. My friend Victoria, uh, from college is lived in Brooklyn for almost a decade. And she's like, you should come visit me. And I said, no, fuck off. So she has come to Florida for the last, let's see, we went to, we go to a different city in Florida every time. Went to Miami together. We went to Orlando together. We went to St. Augustine, if you remember when I first started and, and did a few days up there together. Um, I think that's it. And then I saw her in California because she's from L.A. So um, sometimes I'll see her at home. Sometimes we, a few times we've gone up to Santa Barbara together and we just go and see where we used to live and where we didn't have any responsibilities and just got wasted three nights out of the seven and we just cry. Because we want life to be bad again. It's weird because it's something like when I think of college, it's like I miss it, but I wouldn't want to relive it. Well, I would like to relive it at the age that I was when I lived it. I don't want to be being 36 going back and like trying to like that is not good look. And I remember doing the math in my head a few weeks ago and I was thinking about some of my college friends and I'm like, dang, like we've known each other for some time, like almost 20 years. We met when we were 18 and that was, <gasps> that was 18. That was ha- half, I've known you for half my life. What the fuck? And um, yeah, time, time fucks with you, man. And you hear, and, and especially as like a kid or a young person, you always hear, you know, your parents saying, grandparents saying, oh, I've, I feel like I was just 21, like, you know, yesterday. And you're like, don't say that. You're fucking 87. That's scary. But, you know, it is true. The older you get, the faster time passes because each year is like means, not means less, but is less of your life. You know, as a, when I was like eight, a summer was like fucking forever. I'm like, oh, my God. And when we come back, we could have tits. Who knows? Everything could be different. Now it's just like pfft, summer just flies by. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't wear white pants anymore. I thought it was just Memorial Day. So, yeah, time obviously goes by quick. And I remember having that realization where I'm like, that was half. I've known these bitches for half my life. And half my life ago, I was an adult. I was like, what? Damn. Which is why I like to hang out with people who are older than me. Because they make me feel young. And I think that is why, and I've told Blitz this, I want to retire in 
you know, as soon as possible. Not really. But I want to move to Sarah. Once the Bubba deal, like, has come and gone, I think I'm moving to Sarasota. I want to not retire, but I think the next move in terms of, like, real location is going to be Sarasota or New Zealand. I told Blitz those are his two options because I like both of those places for different reasons. But Sarasota is just so peaceful. I like the fact that everyone is old as fuck because it just, and I've said this before, there's something about older people with money who wear white linen pants and a pastel top with varicose veins. Those I just feel peaceful and 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 comfortable and at ease around those people. I'm like, they have money. They're not trying to prove anything. They're not trying to step on anybody's toes. They're just trying to hang out, you know, go to bocce ball, shuffleboard, maybe a few with their knees intact can play pickleball. That is the vibe when I go to Sarasota. The marina, St. Armand's, is it circle or square? It's a shape. I forget what it's called, but Siesta Key, it's just awesome. So I'm very excited to um, retire. And by retire, I mean, you know, just that's the next move is to be amongst the old, the olds. I want to be amongst the olds or go to New Zealand because that country is, um, it's ridiculous. It's serene. It's calm. It seems like it's pretty low crime. It's just a, you know, don't go near a volcano. I don't know if you guys remember that. I saw that documentary with my mama when I was at home. Probably shouldn't have watched that right before bedtime. Um, yeah. The white head, white mountain, something volcano, a bunch of people on their honeymoon. Families decided to, hey, let's go to this volcano it looked angry. They went anyways. It erupted and killed some people and also burned some people. And they had to swim away or get carried away. And it was their honeymoon. And it, I don't know if you guys have seen the documentaries on Netflix. Horrifying shit. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd like to go to New Zealand or Sarasota. Those are the two options. Um, I'm already weighing it out. I'm 35, and I'm 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 35 for a few more days, so I'm gonna I'm gonna work that. Yep, 35, and I'm already planning my retirement. And not and here's the thing: like I don't even think I ever want to retire. It's like, all right, you say that now, but I mean, the thought of not having anything to do, like not being beholden or accountable for anything anymore, is awful in my book. Like, of course, there's some days where I don't. I, there's never a day I wake up that I don't want to come to work. There are days where I don't want to wake up to come to work, if that makes sense. You know, sometimes 5.05 a.m. is a little rough, and I'm sure there's many of you that get up earlier, have crazier hours, have way worse jobs. Most of you have way worse jobs. I love being here. It's just the the hours sometimes will fuck with you. That's okay. That is, that is a trade-off I am happy to make. So the fact that... Like, I would retire from, like, the best job ever. The, the fu- Like, I'm just sitting here sh- shitting around. Shitting around. I'm just sitting here just shooting the shit, talking to you people. You're calling in. We're talking, and by we, I mean me. I'm talking just, you know, spewing shit out of my mouth and getting paid for it at the end of the day. And th- this is just fun. Like, I would want to do this for free. I have done this for free. So the fact that I, you know, get to be paid for it is fantastic. 
So I think that the day I stop talking and wanting to talk into a microphone is the day that I die. So we'll see. Uh, conceivably, I feel like this is a job you could kind of do forever. And I also think it keeps your, your mentals and your chicken sharp, which I hear is a, a really good barrier against al- Alzheimer's. I think that's how you say it. And other neurodegenerative diseases. So if you keep that neural plasticity, you, you keep reading them books, keep reading those articles, you do, you know, all the things that Andrew Huberman tells you to do, like brush your teeth with your left hand if you're right-handed and uh, learn a new hobby like jujitsu. So I'm trying to do all of the things to live a healthy, prosperous life, longevity. I'm into longevity now. I used to be into fireball shots. Now I'm into sleep therapy. I used to be into dressing like a hoe, and now I intermittent fast. So things are changing, and I think for the better. You know, as my sexual uh, my sexual marketplace value is plummeting as I'm, I mean, I'm still fertile, but like the eggs might be a little fucked up. But still, you know, as I'm I'm leaving my youth and waving goodbye, I feel like I'm being my value is exponentially going up in terms of just my value to the community, not that I'm so knowledgeable, but as you get older, you impact more people just as vir- a virtue of time. I'm really dedicated to trying to be someone that I would admire. I see things in other people and I go, I'm a do what that guy does. I'm going to do what that gal does. I'm going to do what that, whatever. I'm not even going to finish that sentence. But, you know, you. I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to be someone that like I would want to date. I think I remember if you listen to Matthew Hussey, if you're into the self-development world like me, he was like, stop like looking for all these great qualities in other people. He's like, go be those people that you admire, that you would want to hang out with. Go be that. I'm like, that's just a really good way. And that that can extend beyond dating. You know, it doesn't have to be someone you would date, but just someone you would want to be friends with. Like, go and be that person that does the challenging things, that tries the new things, that, you know, is just an interesting person, someone who has hobbies. So, and again, I'm very privileged because I've also made decisions where I, like, didn't have a kid at 15, You know, I grew up in a, you know, middle class home where my parents always had not oodles of money, but like we had money. There was never a day I couldn't my parents couldn't afford a book for me or, you know, there was never an issue of like, what do they call it? Food, um, like food, food insecurity. Like there was never no one ever went hungry Trust and you could see and if you saw pictures of me when I was a kid, you know I never went hungry. So everything was fine. You know, my my grandparents helped out with rearing us both sides. So I was very, very, very lucky that when I became an adult, I was not so focused on like what what job will give me the most money so I you know because I know I know people like that who grew up poor and they're made. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. 
That's unlimited talk and text for only 15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from three, six, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. main goal is financial security and stability, and that totally makes sense. And they're doing much, much better than I am in terms of their finances. And they're making more money, and they're saving more money, and all of the things, and they're planning better into the future – but because I grew up in kind of a, we'll call it cush, like it wasn't, I wasn't rich, but I was not at all stressed financially or, you know, there was never like a, like I did track team and, you know, wasn't a problem that I had to buy a bunch of shit, you know, the t-shirts and the jump shoe and the da da da, um, or I did dance team and it's like, I couldn't not, it, there was no problem. I, did, I like, I couldn't afford the costumes or the duffel bag or the sweats or whatever. So when you come from like a place of abundance, let's say, you know, I was like, well, I'm just supposed to enjoy my life. So I've, I've really that is probably like the the thing that makes me a millennial the most is that I'm still kind of like an idealist. Like, I don't want to have a real job. So I want to talk shit on the radio. That sounds fun. Um, and, I, you know, it took a little bit of convincing my parents that that was a career because they I remember telling my dad, I'm like, Dad, I found it. I found my career soulmate. I'm going to talk shit on the radio. And he's like, um, that's not a career. You just made that up. I thought we were doing the science academia research deal. I go, yeah, no, I'm just going to talk shit on the radio. And he's like, oh, Christ. So, you know, it took a few years to convince him. N- not that he thought it was a, a bad idea. Up until probably about 
four years ago, he was like, why don't you become a dentist? He said that to me um, almost every time I spoke to him for about 12 years. Why don't you become a dentist? Why are we studying anthropology and why don't we study dentistry? My dad was like, um, my dad was very uh, in- intrigued and amazed when he would go to the dentist and we had this dentist named Dr. Schumacher and the guy would work like maybe f- four hours a day, three or four days a week. And he had a bunch of hygienists, obviously. And he was making oodles of money and the hygienist would do all the work. He'd walk in for like five, 10 minutes, look at your teeth, go, yay, nay, you need a cavity, you need this, you're fine, whatever. And take Fridays off, maybe take Mondays off. And the guy was just making bank and he's like, I should become a dentist. So my dad was really projecting and he wanted me to become a dentist. And I go, but I don't want a dentist. Despite how large my teeth are, teeth are not my passion. I want to talk on the radio. So it took a few years of convincing, but once I kind of moved to Florida and I got the job at The Bone and then got my own gig with Stay Woke, he's like, okay, at least she's moving in the right direction here, so let's jump on board. And now no one is a bigger fan than 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 Papa Homo and my mom. My mom listens too from time to time. And if my mom is listening, thank you for the shoes. Um, My mom got me these badass uh, <laughs> flip-flops. I always buy like cheap flip-flops, like really shitty quality chip, uh, flip-flops. But these ones um, are like walking on a cloud. And again, you would think someone who cares so much about their body would care about their feet. But when it comes to flip-flops, I was just like, meh, I'm just getting from A to B real quick. I, I never wear them like on a walk or anything. But these I could. And it's made a world of difference. So, uh, Mom, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Oh, my God. Uh, phone lines are blowing up. They're like, please, we need another voice. Not just this crazy bitch that goes on and on and won't stop talking. All right, I'm going to put all these guys on hold right now, and then we'll get to some of these calls. Stand by so I don't lose you. Hello, who's this? I don't know, Joe Supermark. What's up, Joe Supermark? I just had to let you know that you are so cool that I steal your phrases, your quotes, your words, even your mannerisms from time to time, and I see how other people react to them. Yeah. And everybody loves it. And then my PCAs that I've had here, they watch you on the screen, and they love you more than they love Bubba. And it's oh, just so you can't funny. And, and and I forget yeah. that, that that you're not young. I forget that you're not twenty. I consistently like all the time. I just assume, Thank assume you. you're twenty. Yes, and yeah, then, I know. I, I maybe look young. I really don't. I'm 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 certainly showing the signs of aging. But uh, a lot of people like to tell me, and I'm not just saying this to toot my own horn, but they say I look younger than I actually am, and I appreciate that. But then once they start talking to me, they're like, "Oh, she's not." In her twenties, not even close. See, but that's She's not jaded. It's not a, yeah, it's not about the looks for me. It's about who personality. You are, how comfortable you are in your own skin. Yeah, that's you what you tell ugly people. It's not you. about the looks for me. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Know, like you're, you're mad cool. Like you got the, the hip lingo, the things that I have hip lingo. Like just talking about doing <laughs> the things, or that's not the move, or all these little things that you say that that is just cool. Thank and, you. And Bubba picks up on it. I know, and, and I've gotten it from other people. Like, same thing with you, where you watch people maybe online or whatnot, and, and you hear a few phrases that they say, and it just sounds, like, funny. Or it's just a more colorful way to talk. I'll pu- I'll pick that up and put that right in my pocket and then use it myself, and then it becomes part of my, like, repertoire of, you know, my idiosyncrasies. But really, those are borrowed from other people. So it's the gift that keeps on giving is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, and it's funny. Sometimes you give credit, sometimes you don't, but you have it in your pocket, and when you want to pull it out, you never know when you're going to use it. Right. Might, but I have to ask you for something. And, and this yeah. Is, this may be questionable or, or strange, but probably you is. Know, the biggest pop from the week was definitely when you referenced Seth getting you the job. As yeah. Never, dude. Yeah. So could you throw us a quick Seth story, possibly, after, you know, after I hang up and stuff? It, like a fan favorite Seth story? No, it doesn't have to be anything. How Just about the time that I walked out on his show because I started crying? Would we like to relive that one? No. no okay. Not necessarily. Just something maybe that we've never heard. Just an interaction that y'all had, good or bad. Interesting. Um, in the kitchen. So there's just the first one that pops into your mind. Sure. And, and and then after that that story, I just have to ask you questions, and I'm out of here. Is there because you were talking about changes, and you yeah. were talking about vast differences in these changes? Yeah. Is there any possible? Now, don't rule it out, but just answer me honestly. Do you ever think that you could believe in God? No. That will never change. If I do okay. start believing in God, and this is, again, taken from Christopher Hitchens because he said the same thing as he was dying from cancer. Uh-huh. Um, he said if I start saying things where, you know, I believe in God or I've changed my tune, he goes, that's not me. And that's exactly wow. how I feel. Like, that is, I am not of sound mind. I've I've metaphorically and literally lost my mind. It's It's gone. Um, yeah, if I start, if I start saying stuff like that, then it's it's not me. But no, I don't think I can ever change my mind on things like that. And you know, you say never say never, but when when something is like this quintessential to like your core and your values and and here's the thing, like maybe some people like I would ask people like, oh, if they believe in God and they're like, I don't know. And it's like they just I don't know, it just kinda I never really thought about it. Like I think maybe something's out there. I think about this shit all the time. I've I've invested so many mental hours into you know, my values or what I think about the natural world, the origins of the universe. Like, I, I I really do constantly think about that sort of bigger than self stuff a lot that if I've already designated, you know, I mean, I started really questioning shit when I was probably about 18, 19, and I'm almost 36, so that was half my life ago. And I haven't changed one iota. I I don't think I don't foresee any changes. I mean, and you know what I've heard? Yeah, I'll tell you what I've heard. I've heard most people question or don't believe in God until they experience the ultimate adversity in their life when they're about to and die. Once you reach that experience, that's when you oh God, there's nowhere to go but God. That's it. Okay. Well, again, the just knowing that other people, like for example. Um, uh, let's just say the the woman in Atlanta that was shot in a waiting room at a hospital for no good reason. I don't know if you heard about that shooting. I know shootings happen all the time or like oh, Sandy course. Hook kids or, or the Nashville shooting or, you know, pick your shooting, the pulse shooting or, I uh-huh. mean, those are easy examples to draw from, but you go, um, do, do those people think that they had a come to, were those people lucky enough to have a come to Jesus moment? No. Why would God take that life? Why would God allow that stupid hot bitch in Folly Beach, South Carolina, to hit a golf cart going 65 miles per hour and kill the bride on her wedding night? You go, what kind of God? If God is all-powerful, all-knowing, why would God allow that sort of thing to happen? Well, God works in mysterious ways. Well, God sounds like a fucking asshole. That's 
that's cheese penis. I wouldn't say that. So but no, I no, I don't. I don't. If I'm even lucky to go through an adver- uh, an adverse experience and live through it, I'm better than most. Because where was God when that guy in Singapore was about to get hung for you know selling cannabis? Where was God during 9-11? Where was God during World War One and Two and the Vietnam War? Where was God then? Was he hiding out? Because if he was, if he's real and he's hiding out or she or whatever, if they were real and they're hiding out, then that's not a God that I would want to worship. So. Where was God when Noah was in his ark and, and God flooded the earth? God was in heaven doing the work. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one way of looking at things, but here's another way of looking at things. Okay. Too. Quickly, we got other callers. Go ahead. Oh, I know. I got to go. Romans 8, 28 says, God works all things together for the good. That's all things, not just the good things. That's the bad things, too. So I know it doesn't make sense, bad things. How could God use that? But you know, I'm going through So what's the answer? Right you tell me the answer. What I'm going through right now is God is strengthening me. Okay. Even though there's bad things, if what was happening to me now happened to me two years ago, I wouldn't have been able to handle it at all. But over the past two to three years now, God has been strengthening and strengthening me. So I believe in him, and, and that's that. So with that that's said, on Army, God bless. All right, God bless. I will, I've taken God bless from the religious folks. I like the way that it sounds. I like the aesthetic of it. It just sounds so nice. And it just, it just a, it's a good conclusion. It's like, instead of saying bye, it's like, God bless. And then when people say that to me, I feel I like, I like it. There's a lot of aspects of religion I really do like. I, I really like the discipline aspect because I'm big on that shit. We know that. Um, there's a little bit of fasting. You got, you know, a little bit of Ramadan. You got a little bit of Yom Kippur. Do Christians fast? I feel like they're gluttons. Those fat Christians, they cannot go more than 12 hours without eating, you fat fucks. Um, or maybe they, maybe maybe in Catholicism there is. I'm not quite sure. But, you know, most people who are Christian are fake Christian anyway, so it doesn't really count. Um, 81390-Bubba, if you would like to call in. Um, I know there was a, a, a request for a Seth story. Um, you know what? The weirdest thing about Seth is... When 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 a relationship and by relationship I don't mean a romantic one, but just like a relationship you had with another person, whether it be platonic, friendship, romantic, otherwise, um, usually when it erupts and all goes to shit, you can at least pinpoint where it, it took a hard left. But with Seth, I don't know where that was. I know that. I made a comment, a very fleeting comment, when, um, I don't know if, if you remember from way back when, Throwback Friday, Throwback Thursday, throw, Flashback Friday, whatever it's called. Um, Dan did a lot for Seth. A lot of things that I'm sure you guys know about and a lot of things you guys don't know about that I will keep to myself. But Dan had asked Seth to make a call to a friend's son. Do you guys remember the story? Um, about podcasting because he had Dan had a friend who had a kid that had questions about podcasting and equipment or some bullshit, <clears throat> and he was like, "Oh, I know the perfect guy who's a mark for podcasting. His name is Seth Kush, Seth Kushner, and you know, could Seth give this guy a call?" <clears throat> so I remember on the show, Dan was talking about the situation, and he gives Seth the number to this kid, and. If Dan, who's done so much for me, asked me to make a phone call, as I'm walking out of the BRN, I am calling 
prompt on the deal. I'm I like to act in urgency when it, whether it be anything business or like if if Blitz asked me to do something or a friend asked me to do something, make a reservation. I'm I don't put shit off. Like I'm like fucking on it, so I just get it out of the way, cross it off the list, boom. And I think that that sh- kind of really shows respect in a lot of ways. Like you're not putting off someone who's asking you to do a favor, especially someone who's done something for you. You act in urgency. Even if it's not an urgent matter. Now, if you have other shit going on and it's, you're not going to get to it, whatever, fine. But, you know, for the most part, most part, you should act in urgency when when someone you care about asks you to do something and you have time. You know, if you don't, obviously, you could say, listen, I'm, I can't today, but I'll, I will tomorrow. No problem. But, you know, you let them know and you act in urgency. You don't just forget about it. You write it down. You put it in your calendar. I don't need to write anything down because... My memory is, um, you know, a steel trap. But I remember that Dan asked Seth to do a very, very menial favor, a phone call. And the next day, Dan was here, and he's like, Seth, did you do it? He's like, no, I didn't call. Okay. And then it was like the third day. It had been like a full 48 hours, maybe maybe 72. <clears throat> and um, we asked Seth on the show, and Dan wasn't here because I remember Dan was in chat. And... Bubba was like, oh, did you call that kid? And he said, no, he didn't call yet. And again, it had been like two or three days. So Dan is in chat. <clears throat> and I, in my head, I was thinking like, fuck, you can't make a phone call? What the fuck is going on? I mean, everyone's busy, but like, come on. You you drive at least 20 minutes home. You can't make the phone call then? It just it didn't add up. So in ch- I wasn't going to say anything, but in chat, Dan said like, what the hell, like something along the lines of like, oh, Seth is too busy to do, you know, a friend a favor. Just something like that. And Seth read it out loud. He goes, oh, Dan's a chat talking shit or something. And then I'm like, kind of like, co- all I did was co-sign. I was just like, yeah, what the, like, you can't make a phone call? And he just fucking blew up. He called me a bitch, I think. I think that was the time he called me a bitch. And not like Bubba calls me a bitch or... Lummy calls me a bitch, like, oh, you bitch. Like, it was, uh, shut up, bitch. It was one of those. And I remember chat went crazy. I remember, like, and and it was the first time you guys, like, defended me because you guys hated me before that. I don't know if you remember. Um, so that was kind of the beginning of the end. But I'm like, that could not have been it. That, I mean, it was just such a fleeting, like, yeah, you can't make a phone call. Like, it was so benign, and non-inflammatory that, and I just remember he blew up. He got so angry, so sensitive about it. And after that point, shortly after, within a few weeks, I want to say, or maybe it was a month, I can't remember, but he he quit and blocked me on everything, never spoke to me again. I think I did reach out to him and like said, thank you for getting me the job because he never let me live that down. Much like the, you know, Gail King, Oprah comparison about how Gail King got her job only because of Oprah. Fine, whatever. Whatever the fuck gets you in the door, who cares? You know, it's what you do once you walk through the door that really matters. Because everything, don't be so naive to think that, like, the world isn't built on connections and cronyism and who you know. Have you ever heard the term, the saying, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know? Yeah, that applies to pretty much everything in life, so... But what you do with that opportunity and you run with it, I think, is what really matters. But I, I did not give, I did not give one fuck that I was hired because 
I was Seth's recommendation. Like, who cares? I got in the door, and then you know, I feel like I've I've done somewhat well here. It's been a it's been a great ride. So outlast is Seth, you know. So, um, yeah. I and I, and I, sometimes I think back on that, and I'm just like, what What did I do? What did I say? Like, all I did was it because I wasn't kissing his feet every day, saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the job. I mean, I, I thanked him so many times leading up to my hiring, and he was very, like, he would check in with me during the show and after the show, like, how are you feeling about Like, he was so cool about everything. And then all of a sudden, there was just, like, a flip of the switch, and um, everything went awry, and I, I don't even really know why. And it's one of those things that kind of bugs me because, like, I feel like it was a, it was a different person I was dealing with at the end because I'm... I'm like, where was the Seth from, you know, Drew's show or, or Cox where he was just super cool and he would help me out with um, content and how to be a better producer, how to be a better host, how to be a better co-host, how to do how to just be better overall in this industry and was really a, a, a mentor for me for many years and cool. And I knew his wife and his kid and I went over to the house on Christmas one time, like, to hang out. Like, I was, like, a family friend. So the fact that it just ended the way it did it still kind of boggles my mind and it makes me sad because I do I do miss Seth, the Seth that I knew. You know, I don't... At, at the tail end of our um, friendship, relationship, whatever, at the end of that, like, I don't know who that person was, honestly. But I do miss the Seth that I did know because he was a really cool guy. Like... Seth is crazy. He's neurotic, and I identify with that, especially, you know, the Jewish thing. It's it's all linked together. But Seth is very talented. Like, Seth is very good at what he does. He's very funny. He's very sharp. Um, and his neuroticism is kind of like the edge that he has that a lot of people don't. But it's, it's a triple-edged sword, as Bubba would say, where that neuroticism makes him so funny. But that neuroticism is also his, like, greatest flaw, his greatest downfall, because... It just gets the better of him sometimes, I guess. But um, yeah, I do. I had I have a lot of great memories of Seth, and we worked together really well. He was a, always an advocate for me at Cox Media, which is why I was so confused that he was trying to get me fired here. So I don't really know what happened. Maybe I don't know, you know, that part of the story. But um, I, I would say that generally speaking, I had a great relationship with Seth until right at the end when I I thought he was trying to sabotage me, and I was very confused. But anyways. I hope that is a, a good enough Seth story. Holyoke Joe or Supermark Joe or the fuck your name is. Um, hello, who's this? Star Trek guy. Star Trek guy. Um, May the f- fifth, whatever. You get That's it. Star Wars, but. Oh, uh, God go damn there. it. I'm so out of touch <laughs> um, when it comes to sci-fi. All right, go ahead. I just do that because it, I don't want to be James from Tampa. I mean, everybody can be James from Tampa. Yeah, I got um, you. But, uh. Back to the religion talk. I yeah. Mean, I grew up a hardcore Christian, and then in my 20s, I found Buddhism slash Hinduism. Okay. And that filled in a lot of the blanks where you're asking about what happens when people die or why certain people die and other people don't die. And without getting into a big story, look up um, Buddhism, the farmer's story. And that will kind of show you how good things can turn into bad things. Oh, bad is this? No, no, no. I got you. Ready? Here we go. It's um, 
my uh, my my son broke his leg. Is is it? That's bad news. Is it? And then the army comes and they don't recruit the son. And then that whole battalion dies. And they go, is it? And then the horses come. And then it's right. Yeah. Exactly. Is it? Is it bad news? Up, and they yeah, go, maybe. The father goes, maybe. And then the horses break his leg. But oh, is that? That's terrible news. Is it? Well, that now he's not recruited into the army. Oh, and then the and army died. Right. Guitar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I know. I know the story. I mean, so, not well, but I would tell you. And then you were also talking about the uh, your inner thoughts are actually controlling your body without you realizing it. In Buddhism, that's called the third eye or the true self. So, mm. just a couple of comments. Yeah, I listen. I appreciate that, and I've been told. And again, I don't know much about Buddhism or Hinduism, um, but with Buddhism, I've you know been told it's less of a religion, more of a philosophy. So a you know process, yep. that that's great. But I don't need a fucking book to tell me about the philosophy about how they do shit. Um, I do like the the meditative aspects of Hinduism and, and Buddhism, and I do believe that they come from the same roots. I think Hinduism came. First question mark? Well, my thoughts on religion is God knows everything. We know this. And everybody learns it differently. So all religions are a pathway to the end, heaven, whatever you want to call it. So I mean, you I don't know it. that. Uh, if you study all the religions, they all basically say the same thing in different Why ways. Why would I study your religion? It's just basically a fictional book that somebody wrote. Like, well, so far you know Judaism pretty well. You know I really don't. Well. I really oh, don't. Like and then, like I said, I learned from Alan Watts, so I know you're a big Ah, uh, I do like Alan Watch Watts. Hour. So if you are interested, Alan Watts is a man to listen yes, to. Yes, I've listened to many. Al- his beautiful voice, very exactly. just calming and eye-opening stuff. Was he a Christian? or I thought he was just kind of like a philosopher that was in touch with stuff, nature. Well, he, in the 60s, he actually went to Asia, studied it, and then in the 80s, he would come to America and give speeches slash classes on Eastern thought and Western tongue. Okay, I got you. Kind of like a Sada guru. I don't know if you listen to him. He's pretty cool. No, I don't know that one. But I know your show's getting close to ending. I'll let you go. Oh, thank you. Oh, I Have love a great day. It. Thank you. I love when you just take yourself off. That that makes me happy. No, that was a great call. Thank you so much. Um, have I investigated? Here's the thing. Like, to me, the, like, I'm not looking for one flavor of a doctor, like another flavor of a doctrine. Like, it's, it's me telling you, like, I don't like any of these flavors. I really don't like ice cream at all. I mean, I do, but you understand what I'm trying to say. It's like, I'm just trying, I'm trying to be healthy. You're like, no, no, but you got to try chocolate. And I'm like, no, I, I just don't want to eat ice cream. It's not good for me. I'm lactose intolerant. They're like, oh, okay, well then try strawberry ice cream. I'm like, no, I don't, I, I don't think you would get the point. Like, I don't want any ice cream. And they're like, oh, okay. So then try uh, a pineapple swirl. You're like, what the fuck? I don't want ice cream. Like, that's how I feel when I'm talking about religion. I'm I'm out the game. I'm out the fucking game. I don't like subscribing to nobody but myself. And I also think that, like, you know, I think, uh, what's his name? Joe the Supermarket, whatever. Saying God got him through this. God got him through that. You know, you know who got you through that? Fucking you. You did. And I know I'm not talking to Joe. Just in general, you. You need to give yourself, the listener, you need to give yourself way more credit because you fucking did that shit. You know, if, and if you want to pass the buck of credit and say it was God, then go ahead. But it was, it was you. You did that. Something inside of you told you to make a better decision. 
And, um, you know, and, and here's the thing. I honestly do get real awkward. It's really easy to talk shit about God when I'm talking to in a mic to know. I mean, I'm talking to people that can hear me, but I'm literally in a room by myself. There are no human beings in my in the vicinity right now. And it is way easier to talk shit when no one's right in front of you. But when I do come across people that do believe in God, I shut the fuck up. I, I, if, if you are a listener and you're listening to me right now and you see me at like a 199 or Barb or Tarpon's game or something like that, and you start like saying that, you know, God changed your life, like I am, I'm just probably going to awkwardly smile and I'm not going to, I'm not going to contest you. I'm not going to try to convince you out of it. If you want to talk to me about atheism and whatever, and you want to talk shit on religion, like, okay. But I am not trying to be a, you know, I don't know what word you'd use, a missionary for the dark side. I don't know. But I'm not trying to convince anybody because uh, that is not my goal at all. It's just I'm telling you my thoughts. But in full honesty, like, I don't care what you believe and don't try to convince me. I will not try to convince you. And I also think it's, like, very rude if someone is telling you, especially someone you don't know, they're telling you about God or about their relationship or if they go to church. If I were to interject, like there's a girl, I'll give you an example. There's a girl jujitsu. She is one of my favorite people on the planet. She is the sweetest, nicest, most beautiful person ever. Blitz has met her. I, I always brag about her. I'm like, she's just so fucking nice. And the bitch is like a little bit of a Jesus freak. Like she loves church and she loves this. I'll never talk to her about religion and I don't care to. I love her so much. She is so nice, so friendly, so warm. I was actually rolling with her yesterday, and I told her, I'm like, you know, it's actually hard for me to roll with you because even when you're beating me, I'm rooting for you. I'm like, that's how much I fucking like you, which is not very many people are that likable. Like, she is so likable that when she sweeps me or when she submits me, like, I'm rooting for her as I'm choking out. Um, so it's it's kind of like I, I almost like rolling with her and working with her so much I don't like it because I like I don't want to be too aggressive or I don't I don't want to hurt her. She's so nice and she's so pretty and she's just the best and she loves Jesus. And I would never in a million years start talking about religion with her. I think it's rude. So, you know, I'll talk to my peeps about it. But um, and those who would like to listen. But for the most part, be a polite person, I guess. You could be a thoughtful person in your own head and you talk about people where it's a safe space where you can talk about atheist and dark shit together. But when it comes to just polite society or you're at a dinner party, shut the fuck up and get some brie cheese with a nice gourmet cracker and shut the fuck up because I'm not trying to cause problems. I'm just trying to make friends. And that is what I learned is that I'm just trying to make some friends because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to take like Facebook, you know, arguments on on people's comments into real life. Hey, someone sent me three dollars. <laughs> that seems, you know what? Fuck it. Just made three bucks, guys. Um, really killing it here. Bubba will be proud. Uh, thank you so much to T one two K. Am I even reading that right? I, I have an astigmatism, and it's hard for me to see on this computer. But uh, thank you for the monies. And um, Bright from John's Island, I'll, you know, I'm going to give you a little thank you so much because you gave me 1999. Um, listen, I'm I'm grateful for every fucking dollar. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm like, do I take this call? 
I'm like, fuck. It's one of those things where, like, when I start doing the show, I'm like, all right, one hour, and then I'm done. But then I, like, start talking. I'm like, God, I really like talking to myself. This is so fun. And it's so nice to get the thoughts out of the head. Out of the head. This is very cathartic and therapeutic. So I, I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy um, just spewing it out there because it is so it's so nice because most of the time it's just in my head and all the thoughts and this and that. Um, and I didn't even cover almost anything that was in on, on my notes just in case I needed to grasp for something. I wanted to talk about, you know, I was going to New York City to the hellscape of New York City. Oh, and then I got on a train with the Victoria deal. Right. Going to New York City. Um, a lot of bad things happening there. You know, she's been trying to get me to go there for many years and I've said no 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 and you know then Blitz was like I want to go to New York City not because I want to live there or anything but it seems like a cool city to visit and he's never been so I go let's fucking go to New York City so we're going to New York City um and I was going to talk about some stories in New York City but I feel like we're on a we're on a better path right now I was going to talk about the uh I'm sure you guys saw this it was like a rear naked choke I think some homeless (laughs) I love like people's titles it's like Homeless Michael Jackson impersonator. What? Um, yeah, I guess there's some homeless guy was on a subway acting crazy. Um, you know, all American 24 year old, whatever his name is, Chad gets motherfucker in a rear naked, looked like not the greatest form, but passable. Enough to kill the guy. Anyways, uh homeless. Michael Jackson impersonator ends up dying, and then I think the the police ruled it a homicide. So there's all this controversy, and of course, it's the wrong-slash-right combination where it is a black guy that was killed by a white guy, but the black guy was acting kind of crazy. Someone's acting crazy erratic and needs is flailing around, you know, that's usually a cause for... Um, harm and alarm, and so Chad, 24-year-old Chad, just goes ahead and gets the guy in a rear naked on the ground and until he stops moving, and then I guess the the police and the paramedics came, took him to the hospital, and unfortunately, homeless Michael Jackson impersonator um, was pronounced dead um, upon arrival to the hospital. <clears throat> so now it's a homicide, and AOC is like racist, blah, 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 so people are upset, so I was going to talk about that. That's pretty crazy. And then there was another story where I saw this 20-year-old model, aspiring model, where she decided to jump off um, jump off the roof of a building and kill herself. She's 20 years old. She had a kid. Her boyfriend apparently punched her. And she was like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to go kill myself. So that seemed a bit odd, um, an odd response to to a fight and I think that they were on vacation because it said they were Colorado Colorado residents so um, that's probably not the best way to end a vacation is jump off a building but you know it's one of those things where like I'm not supposed to advocate obviously for suicide but I'm also like big on freedom and liberty and doing what you want to do and my body by choice and if your body your choice is you you know, taking flight off of an eight-story building, nosediving into the cement down below, then uh, live your life, sis? I don't know. I don't know what the... Don't kill yourself. Don't do that. But also, like, you know, your body, your choice. All right, let's take a phone call. Hello, who's this? Hello, Anna. It's uh, Dave from West Palm. Dave from West Palm. What's up, buddy? Hey, 
happy happy birthday or almost birthday. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate you. What's going on? Um, quick question. So, have you noticed any any difference between you and Bliss's relationship now that he doesn't work in the building? Like, is it is it is it easier? Is it is there any was the tension less or, or is it about the same? Um, as far as like tension and quality of relationship, I mean, well, yeah, 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 I just yeah, feel like, like with. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like ha- like like having like being in a so- such close proximity every day for like six hours at work, and then seeing him after work is it is it easier that he's not working there, so you have a little bit more quality time? Or I'm just curious. I will say this: I I definitely miss him being here. It's just you know, he's my dude. I like having him here. He was very good at what he did. Um, I definitely feel his absence, but I see him almost every day. So. Uh, usually, are you, really gonna, are you guys ever going to get married? Do you really think that you're going to get married? Um, in full disclosure, maybe. I guess it's a hard maybe. Um, and you guys know my stance on marriage. I'm not a fan yeah. of it. I don't certainly don't need it. It's certainly not. Um, what do you call it? Like the uh, finish line. I was like finale was what I'm like. It's not the finish line for me. Like I, my finish line is a happy, healthy relationship. I don't need the government. You know, you know my story. I don't need the government of yeah. all my affairs. I'm not religious. What's the fucking point? And I, I understand that the government does offer some benefits to those that are married. But to me, it's like, do we? That's really romantic. Like, let's get married so we can get a tax break. Like, I, I don't know. It just takes away the the essence, the magical, the magic of it of it all. So. Um, I, and I've also seen, I'm not going to beat around the bush. My parents' divorce had a profound effect on me in the way that I think about a lot of things. And one of those things was marriage. And, um, I just don't, I, I don't ever want to put myself in a situation where someone feels stuck with me or I feel stuck with them where it's quote cheaper to keep her like, Life is so fucking short that I don't want someone to stay with me because it's more of a pain in the ass to leave. Like, that to me is terrifying. I would much rather not be married, not have any, like, quote, legal strings attached, but we wake up every day and choose to stay together because it's something we want to do, not because it's less of a pain in the ass. You know, does that make sense? So to me, that's way more romantic to like not be attached at all, but want to stay because we enjoy each other. We love each other. We feel like our lives are better together than separate. So to me, like I've completely shifted my thoughts on marriage and union and stuff like that, where I, I, I find marriage to be antithetical to romance where I'm like, okay, now it's, now it's legal. Now it's. Now it's a, a job, whereas before it was fun because you wanted to do it and now you have to do it. Like that transition, I don't like. <clears throat> now, all that being said, if Blitz came to me and was like, I want to get married, like it's something for him that he needs to do or, you know, and I get everybody has their reasons, whether it be, whether it be you know, societal or familial pressure or just, you know, you always envision yourself having a wife or a husband. To me, that's enough of a reason to want to do it. I get it. And if, you know, and and we've talked about it. And I think on some level, he at some point would like to get married to somebody, whether it be me or someone else. But um, if he wanted to do it and it was important to him, I, I, I would I would do it. I would uh, do it. I'm yeah. So, uh, 
I'm so happy for you both because I know you, you both love each other. Yeah. And it was, and it's just so it's so weird to like to think back in your head what life was like like a year and a half ago or, you know, it's like and then now look at it. It's like a totally you're a totally different I know person. we're moving and in together like, for real yeah. in about a, a few weeks. So yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. All, it's, all, it's awesome to see in here. Thank you. Anyway, I appreciate that. Uh, Dave from West, West Palm, was that it? That is it. Okay. Thank you, Dave from West Palm. Have a great You're weekend. Welcome. Bye. Um, bye. Yeah. Um, nothing's changed in our relationship other than we that we don't work together. It's not like – I would say things are 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 just better because it's a, like a, as a function of time, it's just the relationship is getting better. We're getting to know each other better, and we enjoy spending time together. And also, you know, when you don't see someone for a while, it makes you more excited when you do see them. So there's that positive aspect, and I'm trying to just focus on that because obviously I do miss seeing him around here. And I think the the weirdest part is just like leaving, and because we'd always wait for each other and have our like little routine. He'd crack my back, rip my head off, all that sort of stuff. And by that I mean the you know the thing that almost made me faint later on. But um, just kind of have our like a little routine talk in the green room between the main show and the after show. Like we would just do things, and and now obviously we don't. So that sucks, and it's different. But, you know, right after this, I'm going straight to his house and we're heading to the gym. So that's cool. So, yeah. Things are things are great. Things Obviously, things wouldn't be um, not great. And then we decide to move in together. So, A+, plus, not a fan of marriage. But also, I understand that uh, being in a relationship <clears throat> is a team sport. And it's not just about my feelings which is something that I've had to learn. <laughs> it's not all about me. I'm saying that kind of as a question. But, um, like, for example, and I'll, I'll end on this because it's kind of something silly, but it, it's something that, you know, I, I feel like I've had to, like, it, it took me a while to wrestle with. So, I'm, like, I, I consider myself to be a pretty smart person, and that doesn't necessarily mean you know everything, but it just, you your, your ability, this is how I define intelligence, okay? I think that, most of the time, intelligent people, if I were to attribute it to a skill, it would be problem solving, right? So whether that be you're good at math or you're good at just like, it could be um, a problem at work or uh, scheduling logistics, like, well, why don't we just combine this and then use one car? You know, that sort of stuff. A lot of times people who are fucking dumb have problems uh, problem solving very well. So... I think that I'm a pretty good problem solver. I think I'm pretty resourceful. I think I um, have a pretty good memory. Like, all those sorts of things are kind of, like, related to general G intelligence. And um, in most of my life, I'd always be at least one of the smartest people in the room. So when Blitz and I first started dating, I think it really kind of bothered me that I felt like he was smarter than me. And... And I, and I can even think to, like, older shows where we would talk about, I, I think there were a few shows where we ranked the intelligence of, in order, like, smartest to dumbest or whatever. <clears throat> and, like, obviously, you know, we'll give it to Dan. He's a doctor. He's a lawyer. Like, he's the smartest one. But then I would, I would still, there was, like, kind of, like, a bone to pick where people would think that Blitz was smarter than me. And I think that most people in chat or most people listening would say that he was. And it was just hard for me to, like, wrestle with the fact that, like, he probably is. Um, and that, like, his ability to just, he has such a wealth and depth of information on so many different topics. 
Like, okay, maybe I know a bit about fucking evolutionary psychology. Cool. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, or I know a little bit about health and fitness. Whoop-de-doo. But he knows about, like, health and fitness and cars and uh, electric vehicles and this and computers and engineering and physics and chemistry and plants and birds. And, like, there were so many things that he knew so much about. Uh, cannabis and, and not just like the he's like oh well this uh you know crystal fucking thc9 delta 9 da, 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 and he just like go and then he knows a lot about the law and he knows a lot about different types of cars and how the cars work and boats and you know germs steel and whatever um so he knew so much about so many different things that there was at the beginning of the relationship i was quite intimidated and annoyed by the fact that you know he always new stuff about stuff now don't get me wrong i'm still you know still have a good head on my shoulders and if i suspect even just a little bit that i think he might be correct incorrect i always double check with google like we'll be talking about something and my dad does this too where he'll say something with a lot of conviction and so you know to the average person they're like wow this guy knows a shit but i'm like mm, i don't know about that but a sorry there's a fly so you know sometimes i'll, I'll double check him I would say probably 85% of the time he's right, 15% of the time he's wrong. And boy, that 15% is delicious. So, um, yeah, it used to kind of bother me where I'm like, ah, uh, I think he might be smarter than me. But, and I know that sounds so fucking stupid, but when you pride yourself on something, like you're like, these are my strengths. I'm a smart person. And then there's someone, you meet someone who's smarter and they get the attention for being smart. You're annoyed. Um, but then I was like, uh, aha, uh, a relationship is a team sport and your wins are my wins and your losses are my losses. So your smarts are my smarts. So now I've just claimed his intelligence as my own. I don't know if that is what other people do, but it's probably not best to try to have a competition with your spouse. I don't think that that's good for team morale. So, um... Yeah, I think that is what I would say about that. And, um, yeah, I'm learning a lot about being in a relationship and communicating. And it's funny because, like, I've done so much. And I know bitches my age can say the same thing. If if you're a female between the ages of, like, I don't know, 26, 27 to about 35, 36, like, you are balls deep in self-development because – you're kind of leaving the na- the naivete nest and you're getting jaded and you're like, oh, no, now I have baggage. And what do I do? How do I compartmentalize and organize this baggage to not be a, a fucking psychopath and not be uh, someone who's unlovable and someone who can actually take control? And this is men and women both, but especially women get very involved in the self-development where we really claim it as our and we cl- put our talons into it. Um and we we want to learn how to better manage our emotions and 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 grow as a person and and evolve and not be overtaken by emotions and letting them come to us experiencing them and trying to let them go not blaming people in our future for shit that's happened in our past like all of those sorts of things <clears throat> so i've learned a lot along the way about you know the self development when it comes to romantic partners so I feel like I've been prepping for this for a long time, long time. The love languages and the fucking, you know, listening and the communicating and the talking and the what do you think and the not blaming and how to argue properly and how to let things go. Like all those things, bitches my age, a lot of millennials are work on that stuff. Not saying a lot of them are successful at it. 
but a lot of them know who the fuck Matthew Hussey is. And so, and Tony Robbins, even though he's a little bit, you know, older, but anyways, <clears throat> we go ball, the Jay Shetty, there you go, that's a big one for you, Jay Shetty, Matthew Hussey, um, we get balls deep in this and we are prepared and ready to go. So when I, you know, finally got into a relationship, because I've been in very few in my adult life or just my life in general, I was like ready. I'm like, oh, this is how I communicate. This is how I do that. Um, I don't always do it perfectly and I fuck it up a lot, but I feel like I do have a good foundation of like how to keep someone, um, I don't want to say keep someone happy because I've also learned that everyone is responsible for their own happiness, but you know, how to not make someone's life miserable. Maybe I should phrase it like that. How to create peace in the home and be a person who they want to see and not when you walk into a room, they go, ugh, God, go away. So, you know, anytime that I want to, like, nag Blitz about something, I'm never like, you need to get out the trash. I'm never like that. I'll be like, hey, would you mind next time you're out? Could you, like, you know, wipe the floor or take that? Would you feel, you feel my And, of course, he's going to be like, yeah, no problem. So that's pretty much that. I've been now rambling on for, oh, my God, has it really been an hour and a half, maybe longer? I'm just impressed that I don't have to go to the bathroom. Stayed in my seat the whole time. Oh, is Red still here? Poor guy. I can see because the camera angle has changed and I had nothing to do with it. God, Cam. Um, Fiesta say Pete. Reach out to Tease if you haven't already. She's got an extra ticket. I want to encourage her to go. I want to see you there. Buy a ticket. It's 10 bucks to get in the door, folks. There's tacos, there's tequila, there's hot chicks. There's hopefully a, you know, a mariachi band at an appropriate volume. God willing. It's going to be a good time. If not, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday morning. Thank you for listening to my ramblings. And God bless.